See that shit? It says I'm wrong. Uh, Can't believe this bastard. I don't know. Whatever. Hey guys, Thanksgiving's over, and here we are. Uh, We're almost to the point where we can count down the days to Christmas. I, you can always count down. You can, yeah. I mean, but the 25 days, like that's true. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Do okay. Thanksgiving is the worst food. Dude, it is. It is totally the worst yeah. food. But I'm starting to like it more. Nope. I, I totally am. Like, I used to hate turkey. I can handle turkey now as long as, like, I have gravy with it or the cranberry sauce. I My family always had the canned cranberry yeah, sauce. That, fine. Fine. The canned hey, shit, hold up. Hold know? up. Hold up. What? It's bullshit that you have to... <laughs> Put gravy on hand, turkey? No, no, no. Handle. Did you hear yourself? I can... Ha- I'm handling it better. You shouldn't have to... Ha- like, there's... <laughs> Like oh the sense God. of taste is a beautiful thing. It's I'm like, a very repressed person. No, okay? no. <laughs> like we have so little ability to interact. We can interact with the world like mainly with like our five senses, and you know, there's arguably more the sense of touch. The sense of or touch is one of the five. Uh, what is it? Temperature. Uh, there's different like senses that we have, but like that's that's all we have in this life is like those five senses to interact with the world, and like. There, like cuisine is a beautiful thing. Like there's there's delicious food that we enjoy that you that's undeniably you taste something and it and it makes your day. You know there is wonderful food out there. Now in the light of that existing, you shouldn't have to like the one day <laughs> year that you it. set out to make something de- like you should never be saying oh I I can handle it I can handle it well okay, no okay, you should let, be let, fucking let... handle it you you should be eating something that's delicious and then makes your year. Okay, let's put it this way. It's a contrast thing. If I eat this shitty turkey, when I eat that pumpkin pie, that pumpkin pie is fucking heavenly. Oh, my God. Pumpkin pie is not even that. No. I like pumpkin pie. Oh, my God. I I like it. Okay. Why why can't I like pumpkin pie? That's fine. That's fine. No, no, you're right. That's fine. (laughs) Right? Okay. But when you eat the shitty turkey, then you eat the pumpkin pie, it's like, damn. No. This is some good ass pumpkin pie. That's not how it works. I I think it is. (laughs) You don't go to a French restaurant and be like, here's this pile of shit so that the, you know, the flan later tastes better. Don't they, though? Don't they say, yeah, this wine's triggered with this because the wine's shit and that's really good? Nope. Or that's really shitty and the wine works. That's how I drink my whiskey. That's not a real thing. That's a bad philosophy to attack. Isn't that them. why they give you chasers after you take a shot? And to clear clearing your palate is one thing. Just like ruining your expectations is another. I guess so. Yeah. I okay. So for the turkey, for me, it's not the taste; it's the texture; it's the dryness. That's what I don't like. Right. So I feel like when I say I handle it, it's more like well, I can I can like eat it and not feel like I'm gagging on shit. Does that make sense? Yes. So. The dryness can be addressed if you brine. Have you ever brined a turkey? No, I don't cook. Oh, okay, <laughs> I go to Taco fair enough. Bell. Okay, what you like? You make brine. It's very salty water. You soak the turkey in it for like two days, Shit. Um, and then you cook it, and you make sure not you only cook it to temperature. Yeah, yeah. You don't overcook it, and that actually does like the salt gets in in the meat, 
Um, it does a pretty well, good job of, of kind of keeping it juicy and then combined with cooking it correctly. You don't dry it out. Once that's done, though, there's still like that aftertaste that kind of sits in the back of your throat. The way like tur- turkey is very similar to chicken. Yeah. It's a little stringier, a little tougher. And it has this weird aftertaste that chicken doesn't have that kind of sticks around. It's just, it's, it's like a kind of like just slightly bitter, gamey taste that. I love how you describe it perfectly, though. Well, you know, like that, that's like the perfect description <laughs> of it. But let, let, let me make a confession, though. This year, I didn't even have turkey. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. Right. Um, I don't know. I used to not like stuffing either, but now I like stuffing a lot. Yeah, I don't. I, don't know I, I feel like. I feel like there's a reason that we don't eat this stuff the rest of the year. Nobody wants like soggy bread the rest of the year. With, I dig, like, dude. With I dig meat stuffing. I could eat that shit all the time. <laughs> no, I love soggy breads. Uh, I don't know. Just, Do you know? Do you know? Speaking of soggy breads, have you ever had tomato soup with like the Parmesan flavored goldfish in it? Um, it is the best shit on no, the planet. No, it is the no, best, no, the best shit on the planet. Huh. That's pretty weird. I don't know about that. So I, that think, does, I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. When I was growing up, we always had like the canned cranberry sauce. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. My brother actually like cooked cranberry sauce. Like you right, normally right. like cook it and yeah. like serve it in a bowl. And that yeah. shit was delicious. Right. It was so good on my turkey. Well, I didn't have turkey. It was so good on the chicken. That's lake funny. That my had. wife is exactly the opposite. She specifically brings a can of, of cranberry sauce to my family, to her family. Because Why? she does not want to have like that. She, she doesn't some, want it running everywhere. She no. She has some bizarre attachment to the taste of the canned turkey, the cranberry sauce, and <laughs> she and the, the like homemade stuff just drives her up the wall. It's weird. I, I I can see that though. I used to not like the homemade stuff, but like after having it where my brother made it and it was really good, it was like it was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. We also had like really good mashed potatoes too. Mashed mashed potatoes are good, but they're you know they're nothing to call home about. They could be. They hey, could be. Hey, they could be. I've had some really fucking they could mashed be. potatoes. There's nothing. All I'm saying is there's nothing special about them. Yeah. Ma- mashed potatoes, you know, any time of the year. What about candied yams? What? Candied yams? Candied yams are not good. Yams are not good. I like Sweet em. potatoes, not good. I, I used to not like them, but I like them now. Like with the marshmallows? Uh, My my brother's wife didn't put marshmallows on them. She mm. like actually like candied them somehow. I don't okay. know what she did. Yeah, I don't... Um. They do a lot of like weird cooking though, which is it, yeah. it's really good. Nor most of the time, I'm not really fond of it, but mm-hmm. I might just been really hungry too. You no, know? no, no, no. I mean, your uh, your opinions are your opinions, and that's I don't know, man. Are they valid opinions? <laughs> they have to be approved by me. <laughs> well, uh, I don't dig the fact they have to handle it. So it's just like <laughs> just if you go out to a nice meal or whatever, nine times out of nine, you're not gonna have Thanksgiving meal on your plate. No. Because we can all admit that there's it's not good. It's not that good. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is my question. Oh, I guess I don't have a question. I was going to say something like, why do we eat the same shit at, like at, at Christmas time? You know, a lot of like a lot of the meal elements are the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, why is that? If, if it's, it's just so tradition. Shitty, it's just it's just blind tradition over the Acknowledgement that there's better food. So, what would your model Thanksgiving feast be? Oh man, what, what dude. would you have? Like, I, I want, I want a main dish. I want two sides and a dessert. What would they be? Prime rib is is the main dish. Okay, okay, right? Yeah. You want a two side dishes? Two side dishes. Let's oh. say three if you can think of three. No oh, shit, dog. Just like uh, 
Like some asparagus, like some. Uh, what the fuck? No, like 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 good though, like with breadcrumbs and like almonds. You ever had like oh, like baked shit. asparagus? That good. Right. Like okay, uh, that okay. would be good, and like maybe some scalloped potatoes rather scalloped than scalloped potatoes are hella good. Rather than uh, mashed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the best part about scalloped potatoes, if you want them to be mashed potatoes, uh-huh. you can still do That's that. That's true, but there's just you more know? more flavor there. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I don't know. You could do a little uh, something with shrimp. Some some shrimp would be Ooh. good. Ooh. Well, I'm gonna have Thanksgiving at your place next year. Yeah. <laughs> And then for dessert, instead of a pumpkin pie, you do a mixed berry pie. Oh, that sounds hella yeah. good, too. Yeah, and the, the meal is a hundred times better instantly. <laughs> that does sound pretty Same good. Same amount of prep or less. Turkey, Probably less prep, because yeah, turkey people takes kill forever. themselves making a turkey. Literally. Yeah. Google that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, prime rib is tough. But like, if you want to do it good with a smoker or whatever. But I don't know what, I, I don't know what my dream meal would be for Thanksgiving, mm. to be honest. I think I'd want something like uh, something shitty like Hamburger Helper. <laughs> I'd be totally <laughs> stuck on that. Yeah. Hamburger Helper like SpaghettiOs. I'd be set. <laughs> Give me a dessert would be like even that. It's like comfort food rather than just like eh, kind I, of I don't know. dry turkey. Like I don't know what I'd have for dessert. I don't know what I'd have for sides either. Probably a zebra cake would be my dessert. Yeah, I'm a super simple. I really. I don't know. You ask my girlfriend, normally when we eat out or like if we're going somewhere and we eat out, we say, let's go eat out. It's normally like gas station food. Mm-hmm. Just because we're always on the go. Yeah. And it's always like two in the morning, we're like, crap, nothing's open. <laughs> you can only have Denny's so many times before you're done with Denny's. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm super hungry, though. I know. that Dang it. Sorry. Oh, Shouldn't well. have made you do that. Anyways. Anyways, you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. You said it was you great. did. It was great. Mine was good. Yeah. We uh, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. If, uh, if the family stuff's always weird, like negotiating that whole situation, especially if you have a significant other. Yeah, it gets kind of... Uh, we kind of set it up to where whoever contacts us first with plans, they get priority. Yeah. So my side of the family always plans the stuff out like like we already have like Easter planned out. I'm pretty sure, right? You know, um, that's not true, but we, <laughs> we kind of do. Um, <laughs> we do the same thing every year. Mm. Whereas my my girlfriend's family doesn't like we're the ones that normally have to plan it for them. Yeah. So uh, if I don't feel like planning something, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't plan anything. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened this year. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, though. I no. Mean, it's, it's, just, it's just like trying to make everybody happy, but I think that that's kind of where I realize that just in life in general, you don't have to make anybody happy. No. You, you yeah. can tell people to fuck off and you can do whatever you want. If you set the boundaries and the expectations to be that you kind of do your own thing, and then, I mean, not not even for like some sense of empowerment or like... uh I'm do like just like I some, think it's for mental health. Some like arrogant like I'm doing my own thing, but yeah, just like you have to, you have to ensure that you're like you're doing what you need to do for your own yeah for your own satisfaction and mental health. And then if that involves um you spending time with family on either side, then you make that choice consciously, but you don't make it out of someone else's expectations. Yeah, uh, because you just start to feel drug around. Um, and you start to lose like what's important or what should be important, which is like the people that are closest to you first, which is like internal to your family or relationship or whatever. 
I agree. Um, I, th- I think there's a little bit of that whole, like, you're still trying to please our expectations a little bit. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, to a point. Like, if you ask me to, like, show up, cook all the food, and then do all the dishes, mm-hmm. like, and then pay for everything at the same time while <laughs> no one helps out, it's like, nah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I- I've had some really shitty holidays with with my family and my girlfriend's family. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of... I'm totally fine with, like, traveling and just getting out of town. That's fun, you know? too. And not dealing with anybody and just, like, having, like I said, a gas station Thanksgiving meal. Like, yeah. I'm totally happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's not really what you're doing. It's really who you're with. Definitely. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not bad. I know there's a lot of weird traditions, and we've been trying to get more Christmas traditions going. Mm. Like book exchanges or ornament exchanges. Yeah. That's a weird... weird. <laughs> um... So, yeah, we've been trying to do more of that stuff to where it's, like, consistent every year. But yeah. even that gets really difficult when you have family that lives far away. Especially, mm-hmm. like, really close family that lives far away. Right. But, yeah. Christmas stuff, man. I don't know. Just, I don't know. It, it, everybody I know, they want stuff, they buy it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, my grandpa was asking me for, like, what I want for Christmas. Yeah. It's like... I have no idea. Well, and the same that, like, I don't want anything for Christmas. Like, if I want yeah. stuff, it's always so off the wall and just bizarre. It's because I'm, you know, doing like a hundred projects at the same time and I need like specific little parts for each yeah. one of them. Um, I feel like when people ask you for that and you're like, here, I'll give you the serial number for the part I need. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're just, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the tool to buy me this. That's yeah. how you are. Like, yeah. no thought needs to go into this. Just buy me that specific part. It feels and gross. I think I can wait till the 25th to get it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, I, I hate that. I don't yeah. like that. And especially like once you start getting like really into hobbies where you're like, everything's really specified. Yeah. You can't just get like generic items. Yeah. I think it gets, it gets, for me, it gets really hard. That's why we started doing more of a book exchange mm-hmm. with like my, my immediate family. That's pretty cool. It's like, you know, we draw names and like whoever you get is who you buy a book for. And then you either make an ornament or you like go buy an ornament for them. That's cool. You know, and you could either like give them an old book that you have. That you think they like, mm-hmm. or you can buy them a new book. It, it like there's no either way works. Yeah, you know, and that's something that we just we're trying it this year. That's like we were we tried to do it last year, but we ended up not meeting up for like way after Christmas. We just yeah. never did it. But which, I've thought about stuff like that. Um, it's come up recently a couple of times, but like I don't know. I just haven't read a book that I'd care about sharing in years. You like, shared books with me before. You didn't read it though. You just, <laughs> you just right, me to read it. Right, that's I thought true. it was a good book though. It really changed. I find out of... about a lot of books. Yeah, by yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, either I'll, I'll read like really specific stuff that's like specific to a hobby or craft that I'm currently invested in. That's just weird and specific that you couldn't just share with like the average person who doesn't care about that shit. Or. Yeah, I just haven't like read for fun in years. It doesn't really like I'm. I'm always trying to accomplish stuff. And when I'm not getting closer to things that I care about, I feel like I'm just wasting time. I don't know. See, I think the only reason why I read so much, I don't really read. I more listen to audiobooks. Yeah, that's cool. But it's because I'm driving all day. Like, my job requires me to drive almost seven hours a day. Yeah. And that's a lot of time that it's like I can listen to the radio and listen to the same songs a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I could wear out my Spotify and just start listening to really weird random stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Or you listen to a book that I could either learn from or I could be really entertained with. Yeah. 
you know, and most of my ideas come from reading books, even if they're like fiction books that are like, you know, just like cop thrillers or something stupid. That's you pretty know? cool. I still get ideas out of that. Right. Man, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's tough. That I, I've got a couple, I've, <laughs> I have a couple books that I want to get through. They're, um, what are they? On bread making. What the fuck? No, it's uh there's one it's called like a uh, flour yeast water salt or flour salt water whatever flour water yeast salt maybe that's it. I don't it, it's it's some combination of those four ingredients and um uh, it's by this guy in Portland who owns a pizza shop and has just like broken down like bread making um to its like just scientifically like completely broken it down and and teaches it in this book. Like I don't know how I'm gonna get through it because I can't listen it listen to it on audiobook because it's like recipes and like very specific numbers and, and whatnot. What what's your goal in listening to it? Like, are you gonna try to cook this? Oh yeah, I like to get better it? at making you, bread. You, you make how do you what do you do with bread? Do you bake it? Uh yes, but also like I kind of have this pizza oven that I've been planning in the back of my head for a few months now. Oh my god! Yeah, and I have a hundred other projects, so it's not happening right now. But That's, like, that, eventually, it's going to happen. And I, at, by the time it does, I'd like to be good at making breads. Uh, so I don't know. I like, I'd, l- I'd love to make it through this book. Um, I just don't like. I know how you find the time. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, that's like, so. The holidays are kind of weird like that for us. I feel like I I don't like giving people Christmas lists. Yeah. I. I used to like doing it, but now it's, I don't know, I just, but the thing is, I like when people give me a list so I can just go get them what they want and not have to worry yeah. about trying to figure out what they want, you know? I wish everybody would just give up on the gift giving, man. I think so. I I think more of the, like, some people do, like, handmade stuff where they give, like, homemade stuff, but yeah. then, like, that's like a catch-22, you know? Like, you could get something really cool that you could use, or you could get something that you're going to sit on a shelf. My sister, and then eventually get put in a box and yeah. eventually get packed away in the attic and then you don't even remember who made it for you, you know? Yeah. And I hate I hate that. I hate getting little knickknacks. Unless it's like really small that I can like hold in my fist. It just depends on the um the skill level of the, well, of the people around you. There's that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're not making little knickknacks. Hopefully they're making cool stuff. I don't know. My sister made me uh, this beanie that I've had for, I think, a couple years now, and it's awesome. It's like this giant rosted beanie. Like, I have a huge head, and so uh, I'm a double XL motorcycle helmet. I'm a triple XL motorcycle Woo! helmet. I know. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I hate that my yeah. head. So it's like a giant. And then, like, the rosted, like, the slouch beanies, like, in addition to that, they're, like, even bigger, right? Yeah, so I've yeah. never been able to find a beanie that slouches even a little, so I, like... And she made me one, and I was like, this is cool, but, like, I want it so much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have this giant beanie that she made, uh, and uh, it's the best thing ever. I've had it a couple of years. My girlfriend used to make me beanies all the time. They yeah. always look like freaking, yeah. <laughs> I always feel bad, because, like, I'm always hot, too. It's like, mm. you put a beanie on that retains so much body heat that, yeah. like, it just instantly makes you hotter. Yeah. And then, like, when it's super tight, it's like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> even breathe. Yeah, I love it when it's loose. But I I really like wearing beanies, and but that's like a cool gift that like someone could make for someone, right? You know, it doesn't take a whole lot of talent, doesn't take a whole lot of time, yeah. But it's something that like it's something that's cool, yeah, definitely usable. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people do that, like the buying gifts. We used to, we were doing for a while on my mom's side 
we were doing a like a twenty five dollar gift exchange where like you bring the twenty five dollar gift and mm-hmm. like you play Christmas bingo or whatever. Right. Then you exchange it all, but you get these gifts that no one's ever going to use. You know, my grandpa always yeah. brings a used coffee pot, and it's the shittiest thing. I just, yeah, I've just been using it to kind of have fun. Yeah, I've gotten like <laughs> leggings for like the. That's awesome for my male family members. To be fair, the leggings are awesome. I wear them. I love wearing leggings. Yeah, and they're super comfortable, but they always look at me weird. I don't know. I like wearing like when I ride motorcycles. Or when I'm on the dirt bikes. Yeah. I like putting leggings on and then my pads on. Yeah. And then my pants yeah, on yeah, over yeah. that. Yeah. Because then your 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 leggings aren't, or your, your pads that are super expensive aren't mm. getting like super gross with like sweat and shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, of course sure. it probably soaks through, but I feel like the leggings are a pretty decent filter. <laughs> yeah. I think this year, I don't think any of my family listens to this, so I could probably say, uh... I think someone's getting Heelys. Fuck yes. Yeah, probably pre-owned Heelys because I'm not rich, dude. Um, probably. What's that? Maybe? My kids? kids? No, my kids have had Heelys. Uh, oh, I'm one of my uh, in-laws, most likely. Okay. Because we exchange names. Yeah. Um. So, and then maybe like a creature from the blue lagoon mask that's what you guys exchange black names lagoon, black is that, is that yeah, how you yeah, guys do it yeah. okay uh that's pretty cool i don't know something else just so does he have you as well uh maybe maybe not i'm not you don't sure. know okay so we tried that for a while too and it just we i think the problem with that is they my family did that been like look we could, if we only spend this much or if you only have to buy for one person you're gonna save this much money so, right. but like, if if you normally spend twenty five bucks on ten people, yeah, that's two hundred fifty bucks. Now you only have to spend twenty five bucks on one person. Yeah, it's like bump that up to like fifty bucks, so you can get something super sweet, you know, or get something like get a bunch of stupid small things. You know, I normally spend zero dollars on everybody, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know my the the part of the family that used to do that stuff was kind of stingy about shit. Yeah, so. yeah. I hope none of them listen to this. If you do, I'm sorry, but you guys are stingy as shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're yeah. not. You guys are awesome. I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want the gifts. I, my, I don't really want my kids. That, like, I, of course, I want my hit, but my kids <laughs> have gifts. But like, fuck, I, fuck having no, toys, no. kiddos. Like, I like to get go my play kid. with your wood Yeah, exactly. I like to get my kids gifts, and like, if a few people want to, whatever. But like, the obligation just feels weird and gross. I don't like the obligation. No, I don't want people to be obligated to get me stuff. So it just it all is. That's why I like the book thing because it's like my family's really big on education. Yeah. And the for the person that's not really educated in the family, like he's really big on like adventure stories and shit. So it's yeah. really easy. But like we like it's cool because like you just put it on the shelf and you can like write a little note in it or whatever. Yeah. And that's something that they could reread later in their life, or it's something they can pass on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm biased because I like to read a lot. No, but I, I feel like it's more of a heartfelt thing, and it's not something that's going to get tossed aside. Yeah, I, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. That it works for you. I don't know. I, I have a hard enough like time convincing myself to read books that I think yeah. are interesting. If someone like, I take suggestions so poorly, you know. Yeah. If someone's like, read this. It's not getting read. <laughs> like, I, I noticed. I know. <laughs> I've suggested uh, some books. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's too much stuff I want to do, you know? Yeah. But 
if it works for some people, that's cool. I know some some art groups that I used to be part of did like, you know, they they do a piece for someone. Oh yeah. Especially on the graffiti set I used to be a part of, that was always a big thing. They do like a secret Santa with like, it was more like a secret Santa black book exchange. That's pretty like cool. Like with graffiti, you have a black book like that you do all your like favorite pieces in. Like other people, like other artists, sign it when you run yeah. someone at a wall. You say, yeah. "Hey, can you do a quick hand style in my book?" You know. Yeah. Um. So they they do that where like they'd actually like do a full piece and then like ship it to someone. That's pretty cool. Um. And that that was really sweet. That was I, I thought that was awesome. Actually, mm-hmm. I got some cool pieces from some pretty famous graffiti artists that nice, way. Nice, nice. Like graffiti artists, I like they sell their stuff for like one hundred fifty bucks for a print. You know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like yeah. I have an original. This is tight. Uh-huh. Um, like I got arrested though. Anyways, Meh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I like the. I like getting stuff for sure, but I don't like it when it's like a forced thing. You know. Yeah. I don't know. We like totally drag that topic out nice and long no, too. It's good. It's but I, I like talking about that shit because it's weird. It's cool seeing other people's traditions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know like families that have like the ugly sweater contests or ugly sweater like parties. I want to do like an ugly sock party. I think that'd be fun. It's a little tricky to find, aren't they? Ugly socks? I mean, it could be any sock. It could be like. It's true. <laughs> I mean, most socks are pretty ugly. Yeah. I can't think of a company that's like, we make cool socks. You're going to look cool wearing our socks. Someone probably does. Oh, I'm sure they do. But but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's such a niche. Yeah. But then so is bread making, and I'm looking at books about bread, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. You didn't get uh, E. coli from the lettuce, huh? I did not. That's good. I I don't eat salad. No, good. <laughs> obviously. Perfect. Um, did you? No, I, I, I hope you not. Didn't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Apparently, it was from uh, I don't know, somewhere in Central California. Yeah, I had it up here a second ago. Affected lettuce. Defective lettuce. How much lettuce got affected by that? Uh, it, it forty-three confirmed people in twelve states. No deaths. Did you see the guy, the missionary to India? Yes, that shit's crazy. That looked like fun, huh? Um, trip of a lifetime. Oh. The Sentinelese people of North Sentinel Island um, apparently were separated from every other people group around 60,000 years ago and have been completely isolated on this island ever since. Um... For the last, I think there's reports of like the last couple hundred years of um, between ships wrecking in the area or uh, people trying to visit the island or um, anthropologists trying to uh, just uh, study. There's uh, consistently been um, reports of every time people try and come in contact with the tribe. They're uh, very resistant and most often violently resistant to uh, any sort of outsiders coming in contact with them. Um, There was one anthropologist, I think, uh, in the the 80s or early 90s who actually made peaceful contact and was sharing gifts um, and, and was able to 
somewhat interact with them without uh with them without them immediately like trying to shoot and kill him but everybody else has been just violently uh rejected they they start shooting arrows at them and uh, and kill have killed multiple people um so yeah this guy who is a, a christian missionary he's got it his instagram is him you know traveling all over the world taking pictures and whatnot uh, decided that these guys needed to hear the the great word of Jesus and um, decided that he was just going to show up and uh, somehow cross the 60,000-year-old language barrier and bring the the good word of God what to them. <laughs> and so it's illegal uh, to visit these people. The government of India has made it illegal because with you you carry bacteria and pathogens that could destroy these people because they don't have the uh antibodies necessarily developed to um deal with the different diseases um so it could be a situation similar to the native americans you show up with weird uh diseases and um and could wipe out this tribe of you know what between like they estimate now between like 4 and 100 uh, is the population on that island between four? Sorry, between forty. And <laughs> okay, 100. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn. <laughs> um, I think that the article I was reading actually said it goes the other way too. Like, not just us bringing them a disease, but we might catch something from them. Oh yeah, that maybe. we bring back. Sure. And India is a, not a place you want to have diseases yeah. spread. Yeah. All to say though, it's uh, it's a protected. It's area. it's illegal. It's it's very illegal to visit there because of various reasons and because they try and kill people. Yeah. So, dude uh, paid uh, paid some fishermen to break the law and bring him there. Um, the first day, he, they dropped him off. He got on shore, um, and they started shooting arrows at him. And I believe that's the day that they shot through his Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he so he, he went running, got in his canoe and went back to the fishermen um and yeah it was good that day came back the next day uh same th- same thing it drops off on shore they get violent they start i don't know attacking him it, his and somehow or another his canoe gets smashed um and so he bails out swims off to the fishermen um so after the first day he has like literally wounds on him from getting shot by arrows um the second day, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, third day, he shows up, and they just attack him, shoot him, and, and kill him. Um, and yeah, it's it's crazy. Three times he he tried to uh, show up, didn't want to be stopped. Um, and uh, yeah, I was gone. I think it's crazy that uh. I don't. I feel like I tried once. Like, oh, okay, maybe go once, maybe go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> maybe there's some other tribe that clearly they're not that needs the gospel, and maybe these people can just hold off a bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, to do it three times, like I, that's. I think the the amount of conviction you'd have to have to want to do that, if it's conviction. But yeah, we can get into that in a second. I mean, it could be conviction without being reasonable or real. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I, do you think do you think he feels like he's convicted to go like preach the gospel? I mean, clearly he is. You, or do you think it was more? Because he's posting on his Instagram, or is it his oh, Instagram? like an like an adventure type? 
Yeah. Uh, no, there were some... Uh, was it the New York Times? I don't remember. Uh, someone, like his parents shared his journal with, and like he was very clear about that he was terrified, but he felt that these people needed to hear the word of God. And uh, so he was going to be God's servant no matter what happened. Like it, it, he, he okay. in his journal, he was writing very clearly that he was felt that this is what he needed to do. Okay. Yeah. That makes, I guess, I don't know. I feel like missionary stuff is really um one-sided. What do you mean? Like you get a lot of people like, I don't know. I just feel like when you like do not not every missionary, obviously. There's a lot of really good missionaries out there, and I know a lot of good missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I feel like there's a lot of people, especially college aged kids mm-hmm. and like younger adults, mm-hmm. maybe even high school students, where like they go on these missionary trips not as a means to actually like spread the gospel, or not as a means to like really help people. But they do it to make themselves feel good, you know. Um, you're right. Yeah. And I, I, so growing up in the, the, the way I grew up and stuff, I was always yeah. pressured to go on missionary trips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just never wanted to do the fundraising cause if I'm going to work my ass off all summer, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a new bike or right, something, right. you know, and maybe I'm just a selfish freak. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot of people that do missionary work proclaimed missionary work just to make themselves like look better or make themselves feel better right. about the way they're living right. or make themselves feel I treat everybody around me like shit but when I go to Mexico and I, I help build houses I'm treating those people like gold because I'm building them fucking houses right and there, so and I know a lot of people that were doing shit like that right like construction companies yeah. that are like, we're gonna dedicate all of our time to go build these houses and it's great because we don't have to build them the code you know yeah <laughs> like, I'd be, so I I guess to me that's less about like the selfishness of it and more about just the like blatant hypocrisy you know it's like like Bill Gates is self, like Bill Gates is making amazing strides on like eliminating malaria um vac- like um promoting vaccinations and funding for like vaccinations um and just like he's benefiting the lives of like hundreds of thousands if not millions of kids and and just people um in underdeveloped countries it can be completely argued that he's doing it for selfish reasons um because, it can be because he has a motivation to make the world better for his own. He has a drive to do that within him, and by fulfilling that, he's by definition accomplishing a selfish action. But what I would say is like it's not necessarily that that he's doing that that makes it wrong, but it's like the the like there's no hypocrisy there. Like yes, he's fulfilling a, a drive that's within him, but he's also it's also lining up with things that benefit you know, millions of people's lives and there's no hypocrisy there. He's, you know, it, it makes him fulfilled, but it also brings fulfillment to other people. Yeah. It's in, everything he does is in line with the values that he says he ascribes to. Um, everything there like lines up, even though he it is still a selfish act. Um, whereas with, uh, yeah, a lot of missionaries that do things to kind of, uh, self aggrandize, um, had the karma. Yeah, uh, but so, and like, I honestly, I don't want to say that that's what everybody does, because I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of kids that just think they're going to help people. Um, and, 
you know, and I don't I maybe I don't think their intentions are necessarily um I don't think flawed. It, I don't think it's everybody's intentions. Right. I think it's uh the groups that go out of their way to try to get these kids to go. I I don't know. I for I, me it's more that like there's an immense amount of money spent on getting Americans who are for the most part pretty unskilled sent to other countries where they do the job that a local could be doing, making money, providing for their family, probably with more skill if it's, you know, somewhat like construction or whatever than some kid from a church. Um, yeah. And I mean, you just, you burned all that money so that you could show up and do the same job, do a job with no experience that, you know, I, that's not to say everybody there's, you know, there's engineers uh, that that get sent that uh, drill wells and have a very specialized knowledge in that sense. There's construction people that have very specialized knowledge, but like the the majority of it is like, um, people that go and just stand around and uh, you know carry bags of cement or whatever, and that's cool. But like, you could actually be benefiting the community so much more if if the thousands of dollars it took you to get from America to the Philippines um, was you poured into an organization or something that could allocate that to the community in a way that benefits them more. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know if it's hypocrisy as much as like, it, it doesn't make sense if your goal is to actually benefit the community. Like that to me makes it much more of like, not just a selfish, but a hypocritical act when you, you were saying you want to help, but yet you're you misusing the resources so much, um, in such a way that it doesn't make sense if you actually wanted to help that community. It it, it helps you feel better and have a, a nice experience, you know, um, helping out the poor people uh, than would actually using those resources to the best of their ability. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I, I feel like I had friends in high school that would go on mission trips just like... Yeah, I get to go to Canada, you know? Like, look how cool this is. And it's right. Like, and I know they were doing, like, church building and whatnot. And I think that's cool. I have one, one of my closest friends actually does a lot of work in Bosnia. Yeah. But he's gone, I think, four four or five years now in a row. Yeah. They're always going to the same church, so they, they do know the same people that they're going and talking to. They're, they're going there and, like, providing a... Uh, I don't want to say like consulting, but like they're helping the church like grow and expand. Mm-hmm. And Bosnia is a place. So, so essentially, what he's doing is he's going there. And if you're listening to this, and I'm butchering this, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's going there, going to the church and helping them set up their outreach programs, mm-hmm. so how they can help their community internally with their like outside expertise at doing it. Yeah. So they're like they're acting like consultants going into a business and like this is how you should operate and this is how you should be doing right, these right. things, um, and you know if you set up like this like we we can help you in the future for it. So when he goes over there, he actually helps lead those projects, but then he's leading the leaders of those projects and how to lead those projects better because Bosnia is like a gnarly place. I don't know right. if you, if you like have looked into the the genocide that occurred there. Yeah. And how crazy that was and how, like, it's recent. It's not like it was, like, 50 years ago. Right. You know, like, it's this generation that there's just not a lot of gnarly shit and no yeah. one ever talks about Bosnia because yeah. it's not a glorious place to go be a missionary <laughs> at. Right. Um, 
But he, like when my friend goes there, he's he's talking to the same people every time he goes there. Yeah. And he's he might be bringing different people along with him to help. And it out. sounds like he has some sort of skill set as well. He's not just. Yeah, he de- he definitely has a, a pretty big skill set. Yeah. that'll help with stuff. But he need, but he's not going there for the scenery, you know. Like he he's going there because he he feels like there's a really strong need for that there. Right. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Especially if he is going back, because another issue that you know they run into is like uh, people always go and like try and hang out with kids. There's always orphans and whatnot. Yeah. And um, there's no follow up. No follow-up. Yeah, everybody says, oh, I'll be back. Oh, you know, we'll keep in touch, whatever. And then just nothing and drops off. And, like, it, when you do that to people who have already been abandoned. <laughs> Multiple times. Right? And then that, yeah, they just, like, that's not, it's very damaging. I've heard from many people that, you know, that's. I, I really feel like it's getting the low-hanging fruit, too. Like, it, it's the easy pickings that they're going after. Especially, right. like, like, the churches that go to, like, uh Oh, God, what's the name of the place that starts with an R? God. Uh, Romania? No, the other one. Ro- Not Wakanda. What's the... Jesus Christ. Or, is it Africa? Uh, Rwanda? Rwanda? Yeah. Is it, yeah, that place. I feel like a lot of missionaries go there uh-huh. to save kids because it's, like, super easy. Like, these people are already, like, super susceptible to, like, anything that you tell them. Oh, and you save, show up, save them with the word. Yeah, you go, look how many people we converted. <laughs> right. And then, like, the next week, some Catholic missionary goes there and does the same thing <laughs> over again. And then the next week, it's some, like, satanic cult that shows up and does it again. That, I mean... You know, it's it's just really crazy that, like... Yeah. I don't know. I Separate I, from all the, the hypocrisy and just the mismanaged resources and stuff, yeah, it's very problematic that the message that they bring... Um, Someone was talking to me about Uganda, I think, um, and like how you know there's been a lot of humanitarian push. Um, there they had trouble with AIDS you know, decades ago. Yeah, and uh, as as humanitarian groups were coming over and pushing condoms for protection and whatnot, like the AIDS um, rates were steadily dropping. And then all of a sudden there was this big push by churches to and missionaries to get over there. And they they got, you know, ties. They started bringing money in. They get ties in government and um, start telling everybody that abstinence is the way, the only way. Uh, That's that, crazy. Right? That, that, that you should be operating under, you know, if you're a Christian. Um. And then all of a sudden, and you know, the, the condoms and birth control are, are bad and yeah. not what God wants. Uh, and all of a sudden, the rates start going up again, you know, and, and it becomes a, a big problem again. There uh, was the whole idea of, like, misinformation and whatnot was something we kind of covered in one of the cultural geography courses I took uh-huh. down in Turlock. Yeah. It was, um, they had the issue with like when they were giving the all the people like condoms. Uh-huh. They were hammering in that you had to use condoms. Like you, no matter what you do, if you're gonna do this, you have to use a condom. Yeah. That like they literally like they weren't teaching like clean practices or anything. They were just teaching that you had to use a condom. So mm. like the same people would like have one condom for their whole house and they just like pass <laughs> it around. It's right. like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know that's kind of graphic and disgusting if you think about it. Don't think about it, but it's like, how much better would it have been if they like actually like, I know it's hard to do like education programs and whatnot, but like actually like do something like substantial 
that's going to actually give them the basis of what you're telling them rather than just telling them to do always use this, always use it, no matter what, use this. Right. You know? It's such a weird thing because, I mean, there honestly is so much to learn that can... I mean, it's a huge part of life. Like, it's a part of life that has such huge um, significance and consequence. Yeah. Um, and just we do so poorly at... I mean, there, there's... Obviously, the one side that's the religious side that's just way out of left field saying stuff that clearly doesn't work, that clearly makes the results worse across the board. Abstinence does not work. No. Um, People will have sex forever because it's like, from a biological perspective, that is literally literally our only purpose is to procreate. That's what drives the natural selection process. It's made us who we are, and you're not going to stop it. It's ridiculous to think that you are. And uh, I mean, so yeah, there's that message that's coming out of left field saying that, oh, yeah, we're going to completely ignore everything about biology, everything that we are that makes us, everything that we live for biologically. Um, and we're going to get these kids to just stay abstinent 100%. Are you talking just like in foreign countries? Or are you talking like everywhere? Well, here. and then it's and everywhere. Then, well, it's, well, here. And then we export it to foreign countries when we do stuff like this, you know, humanitarian uh, efforts yeah. like this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's from so from one side, there's that um, just complete nonsense. And then... Um, yeah, in addition to it, there's, you know, stuff like you're saying where, like, there's just little, um, you know, not enough funding where the, the teachers feel awkward about it. The, <laughs> the, um, or, I, I mean, I guess, I guess most of it does come from the religious side, though. Um, there's, there's reports of, like, teachers not being allowed to use diagrams that the parents think are offensive, which would be yeah. like... We do that same shit here in the states. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's it's crazy that like the school I went to, the textbook, which was a it was like a Christian publisher. Yeah, they like had a whole chapter on like human human sexuality and like human reproduction. Yeah, and like my teacher in eighth grade, like literally just like skipped over the whole thing. Told us, don't even worry about that. And it's like. That's when you should probably be going over that stuff, you right, know? Right. I mean, thank God for LimeWire and all nah. the porn on there. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I think I would have had a totally different grasp on my life as an adolescent if I uh, had proper, like, sex ed right. as an eighth grader or even right. as a freshman. Right. You know, thankfully I transferred to a public school yeah. as a freshman. Um, I mean, I'm sure I would have figured shit out. But there's a lot of stuff like, as a kid, I was always told like the whole absence thing, like always, be, always have, have like, always refrain from having sex until you're married. So all my friends got married hella young, and they all had like <laughs> really, really, really shitty relationships mm-hmm. with the person that they just like they wanted to have sex with. So they got right, married. They right. had two kids because no one told them. Oh, you know, you, birth control is actually a good thing. Planned Parenthood <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah, you know, and then they get divorced and. Who knows where the kids are? Yeah, I don't know. It's just really sad because I had a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that actually committed suicide because of stuff like mm. that. Yeah, and I mean, it's really, I don't know. I think that's a huge breakdown in society, though. I think that's something that our generation will probably push push against. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think they already are. Yeah, there's a. I mean, the religious 
followings are falling off the wagon. It's um, kind of, well, there's and no I'm sure a lot of it is because it. because just the insane things that the the, the religious groups tie them to politically and edu- yeah. educationally. Um, having a belief system is one thing, but tying it in with stuff that just does isn't backed up by um, any sort of evidence or reasonability. Um, just it's not going to work for your longevity, you know, as a as a belief system. And that's one really good thing about like the polarity that we see now. It's mm. with society, like you're either this or you're that. You can't be in the middle. Yeah, I feel like it's really making a lot of people that would be borderline, like really religious. I don't want to say nutcases, but like really religious. Like that's like, I think it's pushing them closer towards being more of a reasonable. Not saying like religion is unreasonable, even though it mostly is. Mm-hmm. But like pushing them more towards like, hey, we can think critically about this stuff and really come to an understanding of it. Without having to sit there and crack open the Bible and try to figure out the cryptic message that someone wrote forever ago. I'm not sure I follow. You're saying that religious people are more moderate because of the division we see? I'm saying because it's getting so so polarized, Mm -hmm. you're either a super fanatic or you're liberal, which liberal, like, I don't don't know. I'm getting too deep into it. But I I think more people... Less, I think less people are identifying with that crazy religious everything is this because the Bible says so. So we're going to be completely ultra. I mean, know? I think the numbers, yeah, the numbers say that like. Um, I think there's a definite shift towards more of a. Uh, the nuns, as they call them, are like they're increasing. They're the biggest group. and The nuns? What's that? The, the people who have no religious affiliation. Okay, okay. At the same time, though, I think. Um, Do you think the, more people are. I don't know. I think it's the fastest growing like religious group is what for the last few years is the nuns. The nuns. Yeah. The, at the same time though, like I feel like that divide um, and the polarity is, is causing people who would normally be more moderate to uh, shift to more extreme beliefs because they feel like they're lo- because they feel like they're giving up ground because there is no social allowance for someone to just kind of sit in the middle. You know, it, 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 it turns every little issue into a battle where if you, if you concede that the other side has any sort of, um, weight or significance, accuracy to their position, then you're now losing ground for your own side. You know, you've, when you turn it into a football game, everything has to be, making progress for your side otherwise you're losing the battle you know yeah you said it a lot more eloquently than i could have said it but i really think i i don't know i think that they're you, you so you just said that more people are kind of falling towards the side i th- i think it's doing two things like like it's Unfortunately, it's taking people who are just your average, like moderate religious individual, and it's pushing them to towards the more extreme, to the, towards the more extreme and fundamental because they don't want to see their side lose ground. At yeah, the same yeah. time, that the seeing that shift, like the shift of the relig- religious right in America, where. Um, 
they're taking these like recently taking these very fundamentalist standards, pushing very hard for like um, uh, evolution to be pulled out of schools, and they're pushing super hard for um, Supreme Court justices who are going to get them to be able to you know take away gay rights. Um, they're making pushes for like extremely fundamental positions that have never been necessarily like heavily associated with just religious following in America before. See, I think that helps though. That's so that's in, what I'm saying. In a roundabout way. Kind that's of. what I'm saying. So like it, on the one hand it's doing that, but on the other hand it's, it's making moderates that lean more left see that and say, okay, this is insanity, you know? Yeah. And, so I, I think, kind of along the same lines that you're saying, probably exactly what you're saying. I'm just going to phrase it differently because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Um, I feel like the hump in the middle is getting so high that people have to fall to either side. Yeah. You know, I think if you fall to the side that it's more reasonable, that side will become an extreme. But the extreme is that it's going to be ext- extremely reasonable. So people are going to be able to look at someone and be like. Yeah, this is like we're doing the stuff that's going to make sense for society. We're going to do the stuff that isn't going to be backed by like a religious belief or like it might be a little bit, but it's going to be more. Maybe I don't. I don't necessarily like to think that way, just because I think it's dangerous to. It's always dangerous to assume that your side is the reasonable oh, one. Okay, like, you know? maybe, maybe not reasonable, but it's a clear. It's clearly more reasonable. Then the polar opposite, which is going to the extreme side, the extreme opposite, taking everybody's rights away that they feel like, oh, you're gay, you don't get rights. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's clear what one is more beneficial, you know, or more. Right. uh, I don't want to say beneficial either. No, specifically to religion, yeah. If you're talking about like a left and right divide, I think left can become just as dangerous. It's a circle. It's not. Right. It's not, it's not a flat line. Right. It, it goes back on yeah, itself. Yeah. But specific to like religion, if you yeah, just move towards atheism, like the the the, the at worst the, at the very end of the gets... spectrum is you just don't believe anything, which is not inherently harmful in itself. Exactly. If you go the other way, you're believing, or you're, and I and that's kind of where I was getting with this. Like, if that divide, if it gets so polar that this side is extremely extremely crazy about stuff. Mm-hmm. And this side is extremely crazy about their own stuff. If you have the side that is crazy about having solid backing or having scientific backing versus a side that's crazy about just whatever they believe in, yeah, I think more people would see how crazy that gets right. and they'd start to fall back the other way. Yeah. so no, That's I, more of what I'm saying. I, yeah, that's true. And I think we are seeing that. I think that's what's driving the the increase in the nuns. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of people are seeing the flaws in it. And I think the more, I don't want to make it like a conservative versus liberal thing, but with what's going on in the media and what's, I don't want to say media either. Jesus, I'm just butchering everything. But like the stuff that the president's doing, a lot of conservatives are saying like, what the fuck is going on? Right. You know, and people that would mostly be anti-Democrat, they're at least becoming more centrist with stuff. Like saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is getting way too far. Right. You know? And maybe it has to get to a point where uh, it's so overwhelmingly stupid or so overwhelmingly severe, maybe mm-hmm. that's a good term, mm-hmm. that they can't ignore it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't I, know. I was thinking, I always think about this shit 
when I'm driving the car, and it always makes sense in my head. But without drawing diagrams and <laughs> really getting into it, it's yeah. really hard for me to describe. Yeah. No, from a marketing perspective, it's it's not good for the church to be just taking on these extreme fundamentalist viewpoints um, if they want to survive and, and convince. Because, I mean, people grow up now. Um, just society has become a lot more tolerant to people who are different. There's There's gay kids in school, and they're not getting just destroyed and bullied for it. You know, there's, uh, there's mixed, uh, just mixed races of all types in most schools now, unless you live, um, well, in Tuolumne County, but like, you you know, (laughs) like you, you grow up, kids frequently grow up in like mixed cultures, um, from the, from a very young age, it's possible to get away from not just cultures, but yeah, but religions, belief systems, um, I think being also, able to connect to stuff online is a big thing. And too. yeah, in the end there's just so much access to humans of all shapes and sizes. Um it, from a very young age, you, you, kids are on social media, they're texting people, they're they have communication with all different types of people. It it's not it, it seems like the genie's out of the bottle now, you know, it's um you're not fooling your kids telling them Oh, you know, God says specifically this thing. Uh, this is this is what he thinks about gay people, or this is what he thinks about the Bob Jones University. Like until the seventies, thought was was preaching that um, that interracial relationships were like frowned upon and not allowed. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> exactly. <I> mean- <laughs> it's uh it's jealousy and fear more than anything. Um <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um I just I think the kids are too like kids just see too many people and grow up around too many people and which causes them to build compassion and humanity towards people who are different. Yeah. And you're not gonna reel that back in with your crazy ideas about how the world works. Um, and so it's just going to cause people to fall off the wagon, you know? Yeah. Which, I've, uh, yeah. God, it just pisses me off. Religion pisses me off. It really makes me angry. Just mm-hmm. like you think about like the amount of shit that it's like altered. The amount of shit that's changed. Yeah. Even like recent stuff. Like it's just insane. Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. It's a, I don't know. I believe in entropy. It's good. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I I was raised with like a whole Christian background and everything, but like I I don't know. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Anyways, don't go to that island and don't don't get shot by <laughs> arrows. Exactly. <laughs> that was a nice long uh yeah. Topic. Fisherman I, that did I say? I might have said no, that. we didn't say what happened to the fisherman got arrested. I don't know if they're being charged with manslaughter or Yeah. Murder or something. Do you think they should be? Um yeah, they broke the law. They brought the guy there. But he canoed there on his own, didn't he? Yeah, but they brought him right next to it. Yeah, okay. Fine. I think there's like a three mile exclusion zone and they brought him right to the island. So that the anthropologist that studied these people, is he still around? I have no idea. What did you like? Do you know? Did you look into anything that he learned from them? Uh, there's some videos, but no. Other than I, I did watch the videos, but okay. other than that, no. 
Because when you sent me the link, I just thought it was crazy that they were getting charged with manslaughter. You know, like, I mean, it damn. is crazy, but it's like, yeah, there's a but there's then, like, very clear rules about yeah. what is allowed to happen and why. And, yeah. I mean. And like, after going into it, it's like, okay, shit, that's a pretty big story. Right. And then seeing all this stuff on Facebook about the guy and all that, I was like, damn. Yeah. This was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's crazy that you have that much conviction to go try to save people that you can't even talk to. You know, yeah, I'm. Yeah, yep. Could you imagine if like everybody had that same kind of conviction for anything in life, like, <laughs> like that amount of willpower to like even like to go to work and kick ass at work? I'd be a weird place, man, because you know it would be everybody's would be different and it'd all be weird shit. Wouldn't it be crazy shit? Yeah, that's like living a half-assed life is like perfect. Right. <laughs> Everything evens out, right? Yeah. All right, last thing uh, we got Trump talking about climate change. Wall Street, or sorry, Washington Post uh, did an interview with him, and he had some things to say about um, climate change and the world's uh, U.S. action towards climate change and um, the world's as well. I think this is in response to um, there was a report. Uh, put out by a U.S. government agency um, regarding climate change, the way it'll affect the um, economy and the dangers that exist of the obviously changing climate that is backed up by unanimous uh, evidence sources. Trump says, uh, one of the problems that a lot of people like myself, we have very high levels of intelligence, or not necessarily such believers. You look at our air and our water, and it's right now at a record clean. (laughs) But when you look at China, and you look at parts of Asia, and when you look at South America, and when you look at many other places in this world, including Russia, including just many other places, their air is incredibly dirty. And when you're talking about an atmosphere, oceans are very small, and it blows over, and it sails over. I mean, we're taking thousands of tons of garbage off our beaches all the time, and that comes over from Asia. It just flows right down the Pacific it flows. We say, where does this come from? And it takes many people to start off with. Number two, if you go back and you look at articles, they talked about global freezing. They talked about it at some point, the planets could have freeze to death, then it's going to die of heat exhaustion. There's movement in the atmosphere. There's no question as to whether it or not it's man-made and whether or not the effects that you're talking about are there. I don't see it. Not nearly like it is. Do we want clean water? Absolutely. Do we want clean air to breathe? Absolutely. The fire in California, where I was, if you looked at the floor, the floor of the fire, they have trees that were fallen. They did no forest management, no forest management. And you can light, you can take a match like this and light a tree trunk when that thing is laying there for more than 14 or 15 months. And it's a massive problem in California. What a fucking headache. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is there more? Uh, That's good enough. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's God it's such a clusterfuck of stupidity yeah I love how he still couldn't figure out where he was in California though you know oh pleasure where, where I was in California cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> did you catch yeah. that in there yeah yeah pleasure pleasure California pleasure. He, I don't know if it's just because Barack Obama was so, like, 
eloquent when he talked? No, it's not. He can't form a sentence. That did, makes did, sense. did past presidents have the same issue, no, or is just, it just no, him? No. People made fun of Bush for being somewhat incoherent, and he he was he he, bum, <laughs> he bumbled a lot. Um, but this is I mean it's just it's not coherent in English. I always remember Bush like totally admitting it though when he would bumble. Oh, <laughs> made a mistake there. You know, right? He would just do it a lot. <laughs> like, you know, God that, it. Uh, God, my words fucked up again. Oh, I can't say that. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you can't get fooled again. It's <laughs> 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 always stupid stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he was always. It was always just slips of the tongue or whatever. But yeah, Trump's like on I another, talk. another level. I don't think Trump can actually. Uh, His brain just wanders. He starts a sentence and it just wanders, and he goes with it. Um, and it's insane that at the same time he's talking about his very high levels of intelligence and his very big brain. It's like that whole, uh, <laughs> what's that? It's like his communications trick. You just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And eventually it establishes itself as fact. Yeah. So whatever you're listening to, like, you might disagree with like most of it, but like you're like, oh, but he's probably he probably is highly educated or highly intelligent, mm. you know. Especially like certain demographics that whatever he mm-hmm. says up, you know. Mm. Well, he says he's highly educated, <laughs> self-proclaimed genius. Isn't that that like Goebbels quote? A lie told a thousand times becomes true, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm. I think it's like a. I don't know exactly how he meant it, mm-hmm. but I think it's true. Like you can only sit there and say he's stupid. So many like you're not highly intelligent. We know you're not highly intelligent, right? But then like, like I'm about to do like why even bother arguing that? Like we know he's not. Yeah. You know, so forget it. He's never going to stop saying it. So let's argue about the the trash in the ocean. Let's argue about our small oceans. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Like I don't, I don't know, know, man. It's so it's. Nobody with a reasonable objective perspective on this is going to hear that word salad and be like, oh, yeah, this is a guy that should be running shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if that if you hear that cluster of words and you think that that's a person that should be in leadership, um, you're clearly coming at it with some sort of bias. Regardless of his politics, regardless of where he leans left or right, someone with that level of comprehension of the language of the United States should not be in charge of things. Um, and yeah, there's just you, there has to be some sort of insane amount of bias at play if that's how someone thinks things should be because that's not that. I mean, it's like listening to a six-year-old just to start a sentence and then just wander off to a completely different one. Yeah. It doesn't even make any sense. You know, he like, starts out talking about the air quality and, and wanders about, and then the, the what China and Russia are doing, and then he's talking about the forest. The best part about it is, like, America actively, like, took ourselves out of the, the global agreements. You know? Right. Clean air, clean water. Like, we're, we always was like, nah. You guys don't do enough, so yeah, we're going to be out of it. Right, we're actively working backwards in our efforts, too. So it makes no sense for him to get up there and say that. All these other nations aren't doing it. It's like, well, you got to be like... America's always been one of the leading countries. Like, if we do it, other people will follow us. Right. 
you know, and I mean, whether you agree with that or not, it's, it's pretty much true with a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, um, I, I feel like when we start backing out of stuff, other nations start backing out of it and thinking the same way, whether it's, uh, strictly like they, they probably don't agree with what we're doing, but they're probably seeing this as a strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, like if America backs out, who else is going to help support this? Right. You know, I, I don't know. It really bums me out. Yeah. We made a lot of steps forward. There's and, still time. We'll, we'll do stuff. Yeah. Um, but even, even like the, the thing with GM mm-hmm. that I was briefly talking about earlier, I know we weren't going to hammer on Trump too much, but cause we don't, everyone hammers on Trump. It's really hard not to, <laughs> but he sat there and tweeted about cutting subsidies to GM because they're planning on closing down some factories. Right. And it's like, and it, so he did that. Then of course GM stock started dropping. Mm-hmm. And all these analysts were like, "Yeah, see, GM can't handle anything. Their stocks are just like, well, no shit. You just yeah. like you just told the guy he looks stupid, and then you like gave him a black eye. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah, see, look how stupid you look. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, God, that makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. There's so much tied in with like the tariff stuff. Um, I mean, it's there's just there's industries that like steel that we're not gonna jump back into. At the same price competitiveness as the Chinese, you know. Well, that and people like when was the last time you bought a new car? You right, know, when was right. the last time you even looked at buying a GM vehicle? Mm-hmm. You know, there's more options out there now. You have to be competitive, but then you you it doesn't help to have a president that's literally tweeting about how he's going to like kill your company, right? You know, like obviously people are going to start selling those stocks. Yeah, but I honestly think that's like. I think that's like financial terrorism, you know, for the president to sit there and say, I'm going to take away your subsidies, you know, I I don't know. That's like, that's huge. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, don't, don't, don't you think that's huge? Like, especially if it's a publicly traded company where there are stocks at stake, Mm -hmm. you know, if he says something, people are going to sell their stocks off because they think the company is going to go broke. Yeah. No, it's true. That's how it works. Yeah. You know, yeah, these uh, throwing tariffs and stuff like that, uh, or subsidy adjusting subsidies like that has major effects on the success of companies. And playing around with that stuff has can will have well, I, I think future it, effects on the economy. It's I think just, it creates a uh, it's a death spiral, is what it really creates, yeah. But I, th- I think that's, like, is that no different than, like, having insider information on shit and, like, telling people about it? Like, isn't that the same thing? Like, hey, we're going to take away the, the all the subsidies that we give them. I'm not really sure, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, th- did you read the tweet he did? Uh, Trump says, very disappointed with General Motors and their CEO, Mary Barra? Barra? For closing plants in Ohio, Michigan, and Maryland. Nothing being closed in Mexico and China. The U.S. saved General Motors, and this is the thanks we get. We are now looking at cutting all GM subsidies, including for electric cars. General Motors made a big China bet years ago when they built plants there and in Mexico. Don't think that bet is going to pay off. I'm here to protect America's workers. Uh, 
How do you see something wrong with that? Like, do do you think that's too much of a reach for a president to start doing? Maybe, but I don't know. Um, if we live in this like free market society, or let, let's say it's fair, mm-hmm. where uh, companies can do what they want to do, mm-hmm. should the U.S. government punish companies um, for following their markets? No, but <laughs> should the president sit there and say that he's going to cut subsidies? It could be argued that a subsidy. Com- I mean, it, the subsidy is an additional source of funding. But is that subsidy offered to all manufacturers? Is he going to cut it just for one company? I have no idea how that works. You get what I'm saying? Kind of, but like... um, Yeah, I don't know. The business major in me is like freaking out because if he can say this about GM, is he going to do the same thing with Tesla? Because he'd put Tesla under. You know, if he said, hey... We're going to get rid of all electric car tax credits. Right, but that's not necessarily US. wrong for him to do. Like, like a subsidy is a government stimulus to help businesses take off. But, like, I mean, in a free market, you're not guaranteed assistance, you know? Um, okay, let's not say free market. Let's just say an even like the the market that we have in America, where pretty much any manufacturer that produces a certain thing, a certain way, yeah, gets these subsidies, right? You know, is he going to change? So if that subsidy is offered to one, it'd be I don't know the direct term for it, but it it wouldn't be fair to offer a subsidy to one company and not another one, right? You I just I have no idea if that's the situation happening here. That, that's what it appears to be for me. Yeah. You know, he's sitting here saying, uh, essentially that he, because they're closing American plants and not Mexico and China plants, that he wants to cut subsidies to them. Right. Now, what, if he cuts it to them, he's gonna have to, he should have to cut it to all auto manufacturers. Definitely. Because yeah. Ford moved a bunch of shit to Mexico, too. Right. They didn't just close plants down here. They sort of moved the plants. Uh, Cadillac did the same thing to China, hmm. you know, but Cadillac or yeah, because people in China thought Cadillac was like the ultimate luxury car. Right. And their market, the, the percent of the market that was buying Cadillac was like crazy high there, you know, for every one Cadillac they'd sell here, they'd sell three in China. Yeah. You know, so where are you going to build your shit? Right. right. You know, you're not going to build it here, then ship it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That just raises a huge red flag for me. Because yeah. now GM stocks are dropping like crazy. You know, and that's indirect retaliation or direct effect because of Trump tweeting that he's going to cut their subsidies. Because ultimately, if they cut, if he cuts subsidies, that means their profit margin is going to shrink. You know? Yeah. Their operating expenses have to go up, which means the price of their vehicles, if they want to continue the same profit margin, they're going to have to increase their prices. Right. You know, so stakeholders are going to look to buy out of that to go somewhere with a better profit margin. Right. Or somewhere with a, a easier, uh, somewhere with less risk. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think subsidies are a guarantee. I don't think they're a guarantee, but I think if you're going to... You do have to do them like, by some sort of policy, not just by no. you decide this is how things are going to work today. Well, you I know? don't think taking away subsidies should be a punishment either. 
for no for your own political will being yes yeah that's that's true you know i mean i i, I don't know yeah i mean yeah because you're basically playing with the market and just you're totally fucking with the market yeah you know you're talking about how much money do we you're giving an unfair competitive advantage to someone based on their political affiliation like that's just corruption at the very most basic level that, that and that's what i'm getting yeah. at that's where that's it really pisses me off that he'd tweet that and that he's yeah. not getting in trouble by like the sec for saying hey you can't fucking do that yeah you know yeah if you're gonna make policy about this you can't sing out a single company right and you know if i was gm i don't know i don't know if you could sue a president but maybe after he's not president yeah so for the whole trump thing i don't think legally he's able to do it anyways mm-hmm. so if there was a de- defamation suit mm-hmm I would not be surprised. Uh, because he's literally saying stuff that he can't legally do. He can't legally take subsidies away from GM. I don't think it'd be defamation, but... And, no, it would be. If you're fucking with their... Maybe not defamation, but if you're screwing around with the market and what the public perception is of you, yeah, and you are at an elevated political place, mm. that yeah. that is a... That's fair. You're wide open for a suit, you know, like... Like, oh, you're wide open for that. You shouldn't be doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but GM even came out before all of this, and they said that of the 14,000 jobs that are going to disappear, mm-hmm. they're shifting, like, three-quarters of them to other plants. So it's not like those jobs are just disappearing. Right. You know? But, yeah, and that's that's it for the fucking Trump thing. I'm done with Trump. Cool. All right, thanks for showing up, guys. So, yeah, I hope you guys have a good start to your Christmas season. Oh, yeah, make those paper chains and uh, get pumped. Yeah, eat, eat some chocolate at the calendars. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.